The boys are indeed back. Welcome into Round the Rink, Week 17, Episode 17. I am your host, as usual, Wesley Minky. Across me today in the studio, as always, the good old faithful producer, Timmy. What up, boys? It is going to be a great day in Columbus on Wednesday when you're hearing this. Folks, the number five overall pick, Kent Johnson, has officially signed and will be playing with your Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as Michigan captain, defenseman Nick Blankenberg. The future is finally here, Tim. I am excited. So am I. I mean, also, uh, sucks for Michigan, you know, losing in the Frozen Four, but yep. happens. Um, Happy it did. Congrats to Denver. Yep. For, good team. Yeah. Very good. They're always in there, man. Yeah. They're, I'm not surprised. No. Averaging 4.3 goals a game is pretty crazy. Uh, shout out to them, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very excited. Let's see what these guys are made of in the NHL. Um, they're gonna get minutes. Like they're gonna get, they're gonna get minutes, which is good because yeah. once again, Jackets aren't playing for Dick, so they might as well yeah. get guys in there for the last few games just to give them a taste, so they're ready for next season. Right. One of the ones I was super excited about, Nick Blankenberg, as I just touched on. Uh, I, I didn't think he would be the one to sign with Columbus. Um, he wasn't drafted by Columbus. We didn't own his rights. He just free agent basically. Uh, decided he's done with college now. Um, the captain of Michigan, uh, he was the captain of the number one overall team this whole year. They fall into number two, I believe. And then like Tim just mentioned, they fell in the frozen four. And I, I'm really ecstatic. I'm ecstatic about that because I've always said our third pairing, uh, felt a little shaky on defense. It feels like if we get a guy like Blankenberg to shore that up, um, I'm super ecstatic about that because you never know what you're going to get, but yeah. And he came from the clouds. No one, right, no exactly. one expected to see this. Um, he's just a guy like He's a guy that's always defied kind of things. Like, I mean, Jeff's about to tweet it out. When you're a small kid on the block or a small kid in the school, you get to fight for everything you got. That's Nick Blankenberg. He's a small guy. He's a little undersized, but he's the captain of Michigan this past year. Uh, he's been a, a good player on a great team for a really long time, and I think he could be a really good NHL role player. So I'm super excited to see what he, he can do. And, uh, yeah, today, Tuesday morning, they were getting a lot of looks in practice, and they were all on the ice, and they both are scheduled to be starting uh, in the lineups tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens and um, Canadiens, yeah, that's how you say it, man. You gotta say it like that. Um, the Habs, exactly. Uh, I'm super excited though. The lines they've been running lately: Nyquist, Roslovic, Line A on the top line, Kent Johnson, Justin Danforth, Oliver Bjorkstrand on the second line, Jake Voracek, Cole Sillinger, Emil Bemstrom on the third line, Eric Robinson, Brendan Gantz, and Carson Meyer on the fourth line. Uh, I like those forward lines. I think that they are very distinct uh, with yeah. what they can do each each pairing. Sneaky, um, sneaky good fourth line there. Man, I wish these guys had been here earlier. I yeah. really, I just like, God, it hurts me to say it, but like, I really wish I could have seen what Kent Johnson could do with Line A. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because like, there's no guarantee Line A is resigning here, and that hurts me to say it. But yeah, if he I mean, does, yeah, if he does, that's a pairing that's set up so perfectly for next year with possibly Sillinger to be their middle guy you know center iceman yeah um, I, I mean obviously i think cylinder could be that guy but let's be honest um is he really do you really see him going in over boone next year i mean maybe maybe i don't know if boone's the guy like you can't have three guys that command the puck on the ice at the same time no that's, that's fair the thing. with that's like cole cylinder really good four checker kent johnson probably gonna be the best passer we have on the team outside of jake Voracek, and i think he's gonna give him a run for his money if not by far the best puck handler we have and then patrick line best shooter top five in the league yeah so i think that's a great line to have and then you still have a ton of depth behind that gus nyquist is going to need to play some sort of top six minutes yeah, all of sure. some sort of top six minutes 
Um, the more he progresses, I think Yegor Chinnikov's going to come in top nine, maybe push for top six minutes. Uh, Jake Forchek still at the age he's at can still push for top nine, top six minutes. Justin Danforth playing the way he is. Jack Rosovic playing the way he is. If Carson Meyer continues to play the way he is, earns a spot again on the roster. Brennan Gantz, again, same thing. Earning the shots on the roster. These guys are going to command minutes. Uh, I think the Jackets are in a really good spot for their future. And then, like I said, the defensive pairings. I'm super excited about this. Zach Wierenski, Andrew Peak. I think Peak's found found a home on that top line. Yeah, he um, and Wierenski are playing very well together. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Peak. I have been for a long time. I've been a huge Peak fan for the last two, three years um, when no one really kind of believed him. He was kind of a, a depth defenseman. He never really got a ton of minutes. He was a fifth or sixth guy usually. I always said the guy's got a lot of potential. I think he physically has always been there. Uh, I think skill-wise, he's finally picking up. He's finally getting there. So I love that matchup with him and Wierenski. It gives me a feeling of a less offensive Seth Jones can yeah. still command the puck, can still do good things, can still get the puck to the net, hope for some deflections, kind of like what Seth did, can score when he needs to. Yeah. Also, really good with a stick, great defenseman. I love the idea of them, too. Um, Gavrikov, Boquist on the second pairing. Again, I think that's a great line. And then the third line, which was practicing today, was Nick Blankenberg and just, uh, Jake Bean. Huge fan of that line. I think. Uh, yeah, that, I'm. I'm a big fan of Jake Bean. Yeah, two guys that play different styles of hockey and can really play really well, really well off each other. I think that's something the Jackets have missed a lot lately with getting a lot of guys playing together that play the exact same game. So I think this could be huge. Yeah, and obviously you got Elvis in the net. Um, Hopefully we'll have Daniil Tarasov back healthy next year. Yeah, I was going to say Tarasov should be helping. For, looking yeah. forward, where we are. I was going to say let's not. Act like Corby uh, out for the season too. So if Corby resigns for whatever reason, yeah. I don't know why he would, but for whatever reason, if he does, again, there's another goalie, more depth. Yep. Um, so Jack is just pushing for the future. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, yeah, it's I'm, I if you can't tell through this podcast episode, I am very excited for the future of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I, I think it's it's I don't want to uh, I don't want to set this up to be too big too too much bigger than it needs to be. But I think this Kent Johnson debut is as anticipated, if not a little less, than Rick Nash. All like, right. I, that's some, like being honest though. Yeah, but fans again, have been waiting for him to come know, all you, year long. Yeah, Kent, Kent Johnson is a going to be a very this is good one of the NHL highest player. highest picks the Jackets have had in years. Yes. That's that's a credit to the Jackets. That's very very kind of. It's not even a kinda. Yeah. Having a top five pick is something that well, if your team stinks, you're gonna have that every single year. No, but that's I know. A but once to the again, jackets. yeah. So the jackets also though. It's not like we're out. We're not winning playoff series left and right. Right, but we're know? getting there. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And I think that the jackets having a top five pick first first top five pick since Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah, that is true. Um, it, and then after, before that it was Ryan Murray. Like remember how excited people were about those guys, super yeah. young coming in. Kent Johnson's 19 years old. Yeah, the fact, um, yeah he is 19. Like, like people I'm forget about that. I'm very excited to see what he can do. People in the forget NHL he, is, he he has a very mature game. Which that's the thing. Like moves the puck well, has really good puck handling. So all like he just has a mature game. I don't, he's not a mistake guy. He's not going to go out there and make tons of mistakes. Get in put in the penalty box. It's not going to happen. He just kind of goes out there and plays his game, which is he's going to set other guys up. He's not looking really to score. And I think that's exactly what the line that he's on needs, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because they said Nick Blankenberg has a 10-page paper due for a class at I Michigan before graduation. And can the CBJ send him a note to tell him, you know, hey, paper doesn't need to be due anymore. Uh, yeah, funny, funny uh, things going on there. But I'm excited. I think that 
one of the players that's really been slept on um, a lot for this Jackets team as of late is Justin Danforth. I think he's been incredible for Columbus. He's played out of his mind. Um, I just think he's he's such a difference maker that people don't realize how much of a difference maker he really is because of the game he plays and the way he plays it in Columbus. It's something that Jackets fans are used to, but not a lot of other people are. And he's bringing a style of hockey back that the Jackets got from a guy like Riley Nash, but Danforth's yeah. 10 times as skilled. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Which also, it just excites me. Let's be honest. Danforth, like, he's not been getting consistent minutes all year long. No. Which is fine, you know, like, but now that he's actually getting them, he's shining, which is huge. Like, you got to love a guy who's taking advantage of his moment in the spotlight. Right. Um, it's just, again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself with comparing players, but I see Justin Danforth as a more skilled version of Brandon Dubinsky. Um, really gritty, plays a style of hockey that will win games in Columbus, plays a style of hockey that fits the team better than any other person on the team right now. Um, I think he's a player that can play with anybody on the ice, and I think he makes every player he plays with better because of the way he plays. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what Kent Johnson can do with Patrick Line on the ice. They're going to cross over at some point. Oh, it's yeah, not like yeah. the lines are so separated that Johnson's going to yeah. play get off, Line a comes on. They play two different positions. Line a's a, left, or Line a's a right winger. Ken Johnson's a left winger. They're going to play two different sides. They're eventually going to cross. I just want to see what that first pass, Kent to Line a, Line a rips one in. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, I'm I think it, down it, the days. it's going to be very exciting because you, you just don't get guys with a lot of hype around making a debut very often, especially when it's in the middle of April for a game that really doesn't matter. And so all of a sudden it makes a game like this matter. You know, you get to see Kent Johnson play. Uh, it's going to be really fun because I think he's going to go out there and just, you know, he's going to play his game and he's going to do it really well. Cause I mean, anyone who can pass it to Patrick line, usually looks a lot better. So, yeah, I'm excited to see um, what kind of minutes we touched on this earlier, Tim, but I'm excited to see what kind of minutes um, he will play in his first game. According to the Jackets, uh, I guess we'll call them insiders today at practice, just anyone that really wants to go and write about it, um, to their practices. Uh, on the power play two, we had Sillinger in front, Rosovic centering the line, uh, Bemstrom on the left side, Johnson on the right side, Boquist in the back. That's a good power play unit. Yeah. I would love to see Kent Johnson on the top unit. And I know it's early. I know yeah. it's his first practice. I get that. He's got about eight games left with the Jackets this season. Yep. Um, I just want to see what he looks like. I just want to see what the skill drop-off is, if it's close, how close he is to being a polished NHL product. I want to know. Um, and these are the types of things that are going to define how quickly he can be a good player. Uh, people forget Cole Sellinger's a rookie. Yeah. I, I know, and I know that's funny to say because, like, obviously he's a rookie. He's an 18-year-old kid. But people forget he's a rookie. They've been treating him like he's been in the NHL for years. What he's doing is unbelievable Yeah, it's, right it's, now. It's, it's not normal usually. It's no. not normal. And uh, I, I'm just really excited to see how he can develop with a guy like Kent Johnson maybe playing to his left uh, for the foreseeable future in Columbus. I oh, think yeah. he's he's the type of guy that you want to see play bigger minutes now and then bring in more weapons for him and see how well he can play with better players. I've see, I feel like we've seen him play with pretty poor players or like what about we Cylinder? call... Yeah, what we yes. call just like jackets players, like uh, jackets depth players. You yeah, know what I mean? like, we'll just say like, let's be honest. He's been playing with fringe NHL kind of fringe jackets NHL yeah. guys. Like to yeah. be completely honest, like Emil Bemstrom, 
probably not starting on any other NHL team right now no. as a forward. And that's a guy that's been right Con- next yeah, to Yeah, consistently right to with Cylinder. Yeah, so, oh, man, I'm so excited to see this. I'm... I just want to know what the jackets look like. Yeah, like, I want to see. Like. I want to see Sillinger and Johnson cross paths on. The oh, ice also, sure. we haven't touched on this at all yet, Tim. Ken Johnson's going to run number thirteen. Yeah. Uh, hello, jackets. I guess that's an ode to Cam Atkins is not getting his jersey retired. Yeah, that that's oh. immediate right there. Isn't yeah, it? It has to be. It has to be. You can't just like give his jersey away two years. No, not, not even not a even year. a calendar year. Yeah, since a literal he got year traded. after he's gone. You can't just give his jersey away like that. I thought that was shocking. Blew, blew my mind. Yeah. I know he wears 13, but like that, that, that kind of, mm. that, that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? I, I just, good, great, all time great NHL players for their franchise leave, jersey given away right after. Cam Goes Ac- along with yeah. any sport. Cam Atkinson has lots of jackets records. Yes. Second place in a lot of them, too. Yeah. Second on all of them. Like he had played so many second games. Second most games, second most goals, second most points, second most power play goals. Yeah. Second most. Uh, something he's first in hat tricks. I know first, that one. First, first in, in shorthanded goals. Yes, he's the shorty king. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. Just so he rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And and once again, we're big Ken Johnson guys, but like, let's be honest. Cam did a lot for this franchise when they were in the cellar and in the dumps, and helped them win a playoff series against Tampa. Like, Cam Atkinson's a good fucking hockey player. He is. Like. I mean, I feel still ter- is. Yeah, I feel <laughs> terrible. He has to be in Philadelphia. I mean, no one deserves that fate. He went from a bad team to an even worse team. Yeah, I mean, that no, nobody time. deserves that fate. No. Um, I really like Cam, and I think that he deserves to get his jersey retired because let's be honest, who else can you name right now that you could say a hundred percent the Jackets jersey they will retire? There's none right now, but I think there's a few that are close. Is what I'd say. Like I'd push that agenda. Okay. I'd give you three guys that I think that are close. Okay, let's hear it. Nick Foligno. Yep. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, he's on Sergey Bobrovsky. Yep. Sir, for obvious reasons. Once again, again, the only reason I think that Bobrovsky. The way he left. Exactly. That's uh, the only way. Only way. Only reason that he's not but like other, again, otherwise, he's easily, easily getting his jersey. But then again, retired. Rick Nash requested out. Fans like to forget that. I like to forget that. Rick Nash yeah. requested out. He requested a trade. Yes, he did. That's that's a thing that's kind of striking. But yeah, he the requested only a trade. But other also, player, and this is my one that I think is a bit of a reach. But in years, it could happen. Okay, it's Zach Wierenski. Yeah, I think that's because no, I think he'll that's be fair. a top line defenseman for at least the next five years, and he's already been a top line defenseman for the last three. No, that's I, eight years of being a top line defenseman for one team. I agree, and also he made his first. He All-Star. wears the A. Yeah, he made his first All Star game, and yeah. he continues to make All Star games. Let's say he finishes; he's got one now. Let's say in the next five to six years, he adds a couple more in there. I think you could definitely see him yeah. getting his and I think retired. that. I think it's a little bold to say, but I, th- I, I'm the type of guy that will say, I think giving the C to Boone Jenner was the wrong move, and this is gonna get deep, so strap in, Tim. Okay. I think giving the C to, to Boone was the wrong move because okay. I think the potential he has is not the potential that Zach Wierenski already is and will be. Yes. And the contract Zach Wierenski just signed does not equate to being an alternate captain comparative to what that or to what Boone Jenner makes and what Boone I Jenner's agree. contract looks like. I think your captain is always your at least top five player on your team, which I not to be that guy, but I can't argue Boone Jenner's a top five guy on the team right now. Yeah. I can't. Um your captain's always usually a top three salary on your team. Don't think Boone Jenner's top three salary within the next two years. And your captain's usually on the top line every single time. 
I agree. And, and, and I don't and, think Boone Jenner in a year or two years is a top line center. I agree. Or wing. Oh, no, no. Because once again, yeah, he is versatile. You know, he can do a little he bit of everything. He can do a lot. But I agree with you because look at so many other captains in the NHL. Let's just name random captains. Steven Stamkos, top so, line player. Yep. Still at his best. Top four salary on the team, I think. All right. Alex Ovechkin. Still at his prime. Yep. Best player on the team. Top line. Yep. Sidney Crosby. Top line player. Yep. Still like that's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. like that. And then you look like, okay, Jackets. It's Boone Jenner. He's, yeah. He's hurt right now, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't a top line. He was a fringe top line guy. It depended on how Brad Larson played out his lines. Yep. But usually it was line A spot. That's my thing. With Zach Wierenski, you know what you're getting. Exactly. And he's a th- top line guy. Yep. He's going to be there for years. He yes. just signed his big extension. Yep. He wants to be in Columbus. He yeah. loves the fan base. And with I, line A, it's like, Obviously, best player, but once again, it's not always best player. It's best leader, and I'm exactly. and I'm not going to disagree and say Boone isn't a good leader because to get the C, he obviously earned it in, in leadership. Right. But like another guy, obviously, just got traded. But Claude Drew, like you know what I mean, best player, right. prime of his career. All so many other guys. Patrice Bergeron. Yes. Like the the list goes on and on. I'm not trying to like point. I'm not trying to point the finger at Boone Jenner and no, say like he doesn't yeah, deserve it. No. Like yeah, he deserves it. He's been a great player in Columbus for a while. He's done unbelievable things in the community. He's a great leader on and off the ice. People love him. He has much respect from everybody. The coaching staff respects him. They go to him and ask for questions when they need clarification from players. He speaks for the Jackets fan base a lot in a lot of things. He speaks for the Jackets roster in a lot of things. He speaks for the Jackets management in a lot of things. But he's not a guy that in three years is going to make sense to be the captain of the Jackets. Exactly, and you never want it to be... And you don't want to have turnover. You don't want a new captain every four or five years. No. That's not what a captain's for. No, it's not. And let's be honest, the Jackets have had some captain turnover. And you give it to a guy like Zach Wierenski, you're giving it to a guy who literally embodies Columbus Blue Jackets hockey and will for the the foreseeable future. So that's my thing about it. And yeah, Boone's a good hockey player no one will deny it right it just you know it just seemed at the time it made sense but now when you look at it a year later almost it's like yeah but like eh, it's nothing it's nothing great you know i didn't love it um we'll touch on a couple other things before we come back to the jackets and finish with all this but uh maddie beneers number two overall pick for your seattle kraken uh will make his nhl debut tuesday night against the flames michigan's top line center uh he's He's getting his look, man, and I'm excited for him. I think he's a great player. Um, I think he's going to turn out to be – how do I put this? I think he's going to turn out to be a really good role player in the NHL. I don't you, think he's ever going to be – You don't love to hear that from a number two overall pick. <laughs> well, I know, but I don't think he's ever going to turn out to be the, the guy. best player on his own team. I think he's going to turn out to be like a Nico Heischer, if that makes sense. Okay. guy who's really good, got drafted really high. Nico Heischer, former number one overall pick, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got drafted super high, a lot of expectations. Comes in, plays really well, but never is quite honestly the guy that can take you anywhere. Uh, you yeah, bring another I mean, player around him. Let's be honest, he is on the top line at Michigan. But then again, he we ha- compare these things to like Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, yeah, like number one overall picks, like those type of guys. Those, were like those were literally like those are one in a million. Exactly, those are like LeBron James type. Right. Yeah, everyone knew the second they got drafted right. they were going to be these guys. Like exactly, they had so much hype going into it. Yeah. But also, it's like, yeah, he played with a guy like Kent Johnson, obviously, at Michigan. You, you, Every once again, player he played with on the ice has an NHL contract. Exactly. And will be signed. 
and not saying he's not going to be playing with NHL players for the Kraken, right. but I'm just saying. They're not they're not what he's used to, no. skill-wise. Skill-wise. Because also it's like, in terms, because, and not saying that the Michigan Wolverines are better than Kraken players. We're not saying that. <laughs> but they're close. Oh, my God. But what, <laughs> but what we're saying, though, comparatively, Michigan was head and shoulders better than yeah. a lot of teams they played. And therefore, the town on the ice was. The Kraken are basically one of the worst teams in the NHL, and he's coming in and basically going to be looked at to be the guy there, and he might not be ready for that. And thank God he's got seven, eight, nine games to get some uh, some time on the ice, Yeah, get some dirt under his boot uh, just playing, and we'll see what happens. But he, we're, he's not going to be 100% uh, great. But once again... I'm rooting for him. Right. I, I'm in every sport. I'm a noted lover of young guys. I love watching rookies succeed. I think it just it's been great for the league. Um, if he ends up becoming a really good player for Seattle, I'd love that because I, if Seattle becomes really good, look at Vegas. You know. I agree. Uh, I think the guy I'm rooting for most outside of Kent Johnson to do well in this draft is Owen Power. Great name. Um, yeah, first overall pick for the yeah. Buffalo from your Buffalo Sabers. Um, I just love saying your before every team. Yeah, it just makes do. me feel like I'm a real like you know PA guy. Yeah, yeah. get it to him. Uh, but yeah, he he's making his debut Tuesday night as well against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, does I'm feel bad for me. I the Maple Leafs, but I mean whatever. Dude, he is he is a type of guy that the expectations for him are going to be so high, and he's going to play with a guy who's also a former number one overall pick and Rasmus Dahlin. And both those guys' expectations are extremely high. And the yeah. thing is, like, can either of them ever live up to that? And I'm just cheering for him so hard. Like, Same. I really hope he gets a chance to be great. And I hope that him and Rasmus Dahlin can turn around the Sabres. Exactly. I miss the times when the Sabres used to be really yeah, good. Yeah, Sabres used to be really good. Like, Kyle Ocposo, those years where, like, he would just yeah. lead them to Stanley Cup, you know, playoffs, not runs, but Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, those are fun times, and like watching hockey when teams are actually good and yes. when everyone's really good is it's, fun to watch. And obviously, there are going to be bad teams, but like, but I hate when there's a significant drop off. Like exactly, this year, you could name five teams that could that easily, literally win. every night, you could probably say they're going to lose and be right ninety five percent of the time. Exactly, and you could list probably ten teams that every single night you're going to go in, they're probably going to win. Exactly, like, I hate and, that. And there are five, and like. We could name five teams right now, and I will could that we could win the cup. Exactly, that we are going to guarantee you one of these yeah. five will win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean it's God, it sucks. I the, I like when hockey is competitive. How? Do, yeah, what's the right word for that though? When parody. Hockey, yes, there's a lot of parody. When there's a lot of parody in the league, exactly. I like that, dude. Like because when you look at hockey more so than other leagues, like I don't there's there's not really like an NBA or NFL team that's anywhere near as bad. Right. As the Canadians have been this year, right. or the Coyotes have been this year, yeah. In it terms sucks. of com- because like let's because in basketball like the the Trailblazers they're the team most likely going to have the number one pick I think they at least have Dame Lillard who can go out there and score forty five and drag you to a, to a victory against like the Bucks or whatever. Right. Oh, Canadians don't got that guy. No, they don't. Man, I'm excited, and the playoffs are right on the corner too. Uh, I'm. You know what? Okay, I'll say this. This is my first bold take. I think that the best series of the first round playoff matchup is going to be whoever the New York Rangers play. I agree. It does not matter who it is. They're going to yeah. give someone an absolute run. And yeah. I think that they are also a team that can get exposed 
because of their lack of playoff experience. And yeah. I think whoever they play is going to be a really good seven seven game series. I'd I'm love that. I'm excited to watch it. I want. I would love every series. And I think to it's to probably going to be the Penguins. And I am. Yeah. That would be fun to watch. Woo. Oh man, that can be a great series. Crosby v Panarin. No, we'll go Malkin v Panarin. Russian battle. Yes. Crosby v Kreider. Good the alliteration. Chase Sturkin versus Yari. Yeah. That's gonna be a that yeah. Let's hang versus uh, uh, Adam Fox. Yes. Defenseman battle. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited. Like th- that, that'd be a great matchup. We're going yeah. through. Yeah, I'd love that. Only reason I saw that is because you know the Rangers said that they're excited to see how they stack up against the Hurricanes tonight. Hurricanes are two points ahead for first place in the Metro, but New York's 11, thir- 11 three and one in their last fifteen games. Like talk about getting yeah. hot at the right time. Oh yeah, they're peaking at the right time. Once again, literally like what two episodes ago, we're saying, "Yeah, Shade yeah. kind of slowing down, but yeah. he, he's back." Just got to peak at the right time. Malkin. Speaking on the Penguins, suspended for four games after a cross-checking incident against Mark Borowiecki. Um, I mean, he's just – you talk about guys that, like, they they get the media to hate them for a little period of time. Yep. That's Evgeny Malkin right now. People do not like him. Um, but I think that's the villain nature that the Penguins need to go kind of far. Uh, they don't need to play – this super energetic style it doesn't match their that doesn't match their roster anymore they need to play that dirty gritty uh we hate you kind of game exactly and uh that'll be exciting to watch like i said if the rangers catch the penguins in the first round of playoffs i'll be very excited to watch i that think series. yeah i think it goes seven i really do i, th- I mean who would you pick to win that fuck um because i'm excited to hear what you'd say because i think i uh okay so this is the thing you got a guy in crosby who is he's done it he's done it you know you have a guy like Panarin, who you know, kind of is, isn't known as a postseason performer. Right. I'd love to like I my my heart is saying the Rangers. Okay. My brain is saying the Penguins. Me going, too. That's kind of saying like I genuinely I want to see New York get over the hump because once again, New, if New York is good, it's great for hockey. Yeah. Like obviously the Penguins have had their time in the sun multiple times. I'd love to see. Uh, the and Rangers as much as shine. I hate Crosby, I think one last run or a couple more runs for him. Yeah. But like it's good for the sport. It is. And I, but once again, like Shea Sturkin has been arguably the best player in hockey this whole year. And that's great. And I'd love to see that. Better than Matthews. No. <laughs> uh I said arguably, okay. Um, but yeah, like I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be it's gonna be a great matchup. Um in terms of depth. I think it's obviously what it comes down to because they kind of do have stars that match up against each other, like we were saying. But I just got to go with Pittsburgh there. I got to go with the experience. They've been there before. They've done it. The only thing is like, it's fucking Igor Shea Sturkin against Christian right. Yari, and I'm gonna go with Shea Sturkin. You know, that's the one. That's the one. Thing that's that the one me, thing. Is like, can Yari do it? Is can he can he do it consistently? Because he can do it. I just don't know if he can. We've seen him do it before. Exactly. But can he do it consistently? Can he do it over a full series? Can he win? Yeah. Can he win four games? My other thing is like, if one of those teams, whoever that team is, that would win that series, how far can they go? Like your legs are dead now. You just yeah. faced a team seven yeah. seven games in a row, and now you got to play a team like Carolina who, or Florida, right? Who is probably more skilled than you, anyways. Um. And then they also are going to have the speed, legs, health advantage on you. Like, yeah. that's just not a good setup. Yeah. Um, I mean, but once again, though, I feel like you win that series, it gives you so much momentum. Right. Also, you can't understate the value of playing, like, like keeping your legs fresh in game shape. Yes. But also playing. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, those I guys will be playing. They'll be on the ice. Yeah, they'll be a little tired, but they'll be in the flow of everything. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be fi- They'll be coming out with and hunting for blood. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Mark Stone coming back possibly on uh, tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Your Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Mark Stone could be a game time decision if he plays. That is huge for Vegas. They'll get him back eventually. I think if they're going to make a playoff push, Mark Stone has to be in the lineup. Absolutely. He's their he's that, their captain. He's been he's their best situation player. Situation scares me. I have nightmares. For are they VM. are they under? They're Mark not. Stone. Okay, so who they like? What are they gonna do? That's what I'm saying. How much? Like, do you know what the fl- overflow is? Like, if they bring it was Mark, four and a half million. I know, but they made moves at the deadline where I know they shortened it up. I don't know by how but much. But their move for Evgeny Dodonov got denied. Oh, I forgot about that. So like, never mind. How much did they share up? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what. Ha- I don't know. I mean, can what they? They're at. I don't know what they're wise. at either. I mean, what what are they gonna do? Sit Jack Eichel? They can't do right. that. Dude, I don't know. I'm. Well, I, I would hate I, to be their GM. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you think about it right now, they can't even like they, they, they can't just like sit Jack Eichel. He's not hurt anymore, so they're so it's not like he can go on long term res- IR. Yeah, on reserve or anything like that. Yeah. They have to cut somebody. Who do you cut right before you're trying to make a run for the cup? Like who? Who do you? Dude, that team is such a tragic disaster too. Oh, because dude, they're we, in cap hell, and they're not even close to being like a, a divisional seed. No, as we call it in the NFL, like they're not even close to being a divisional. Oh seed. no, like they're legitimately no. they're they're the firm wild card. They're hanging on to the wild card. Yeah, man, I would. The hate stars are sniffing up at them. Yeah, like I'm they might not even make one. the playoffs. I'm excited to see that one. I don't know what's gonna happen. Man, I hope Mark Stone plays because I do Same. like watching him play. But so do I. Mark man, man, that's interesting. Uh, Tory Krug expected back for the St. Louis Blues as well. Uh, that's a huge addition to their D line. Um, we'll see how much he plays. First game back in ten games uh, after a left hand injury. I mean, hand injuries are like that's it's like the worst thing to happen in hockey. Yeah, yeah. like um, he took part in the optional morning skate Tuesday. That's good. He should play, but uh, Tyler Bozak not expected to play. So. Let's see how good of a coach Craig Brube really is. Um, he went on his little run two years ago, three years ago, I guess it is now. Um, won the cup, when the Blues baby. won the cup, yeah, and he was a great coach then. Uh, they Krug need to be Krug probably going to skate with Pareko if he plays Colton Pareko. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, man. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think the Blues are also one of those teams that can contend. But same. But like it's a, it's one of those contentions where it's like they'll contend until they get a Colorado or Calgary. I agree. And I then think I think they're, they get they're, smacked they're, in the mouth. Yes, they're a team where. The second they go up against someone who can like truly score goals, yeah, I'll like, run them. Yeah, like once again, I love Bennington. I think he is an elite goalie in the NHL, oh, yeah. but like he can only do so much back there. If they they can't win every game two to one, they just can't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, that is NHL hockey in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's like how much of that really can they win? How, what is it? How many games is it? I'm trying to think on the top of my head, how many series are there? Four, 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 16. 16. Yeah, I was right. Okay, I was, right. I was about to say 16, but I had to do my math first. Yeah, can they win 16 games doing that? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing we'll touch on before we wrap this all up. Uh, <laughs> Nick Blankenberg, where number 77, Tim, last player, where 77, Josh Anderson, left on good terms. Uh, so we'll, we'll kick back around this Cam Atkinson thing. Um, what, like, what are your thoughts on these? Like, player leaves. Uh, a year to two years gap, and I'll compare this to MLB. Okay. MLB gives away um, Brandon Phillips, like Cincinnati Reds, all yep. our favorite teams. Give away Brandon Phillips, number four, two years after he leaves to Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette then, then takes number three, 
Shogo Akiyama takes four. Brandon Phillips, one of the all-time best second basemen the Reds have had in a yeah. long time. Yeah. Fans beloved him. Yeah. Uh, everything this, was great. Yep. This is what I'm going to say. Brandon Phillips, good. But to be get your number tired by the no, I'm not saying get your number tired. Oh, I'm just saying like time inter- off, like um, from New Jersey. Like what is a grace period for a guy like that who's played for a while yeah. and then now in the NHL? We'll kick it back to the NHL. Cam Atkinson, Josh Anderson, guys that were like really loved in the, in the Jackets world. Yeah. What is like a good grace period in your opinion? Because I think we're gonna have differing opinions on this one. Ah. Uh, I don't know because the thing with Cam is I genuinely believe his jersey should be retired by the Jackets. Like I, think I do. Close. I I, really I close. think I think his his ja- his jersey should be retired. If we argued for five players that should get their jersey retired in the future, like not even like if not even yeah. today, but like say ten years down the road, we're looking at this again. Five guys who I think they could have an argument, legit argument. I think Atkinson's in that group. I think yes. it's the, the three I already mentioned, Cam Atkinson, and this is going to be the off-the-wall one, and this is pending a line A re-sign. Yeah, I, but I think line yeah, A I re-sign, no, he I continues think I, you know, 40 goal pace a year. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Definitely has a chance yeah, at it. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'll even throw, if Elvis is out there right. continuing doing what he's doing this year and for the next 10 years, like right. definitely. Has a chance. For sure. Um the grace period, though, I'll say three years, okay. like three at max, because honestly, like, it, it might be stupid, but some players are so fucking weird about their numbers. They also take and, offense to that. Like, yeah. And honestly, if you, once again, and I'm saying this is as a, any franchise's perspective, you have a guy who potentially wants to come in and be number 13, say for the Jackets, and let's not even use Kent Johnson. Let's say, let's use any random franchise, okay? And one of your good players who left two years ago wore 13 and you give it away, I think you have to be okay with offending some fans to get a good player to come in now. Yeah. If, if Especially because some people are so weird about their jersey numbers. They're so superstitious. Right. Ah, man. Okay, so for this one, I'm going to go... I'm going to go around the same period you are. I'm going to go four to five years for a really good player. Okay. Two to three for a... Good. Fan fan loved good, good player. Yeah. Um I whew, I don't know. I this one tears me apart, this Cam Atkinson one. It really yeah, does. Because, because like as much as I'd love to see Kent rock his number, like Kent Johnson that thirteen's his number, right? Yeah. That's the number he's always worn. He said that that's why he picked thirteen. As much as I'd love to see him rock that number, like right now, that number to me will always still be Cam Atkinson. Exactly. 13. Exactly. That's the thing. It's the nostalgia you have to sit and there I, and I guess like, the, the thing that might help is him being 89 in Philadelphia. Like, that helps because he's not 13 there. I guess that helps a little a bit. such a stinky number. Right. But that's because 13's taken. Yeah. Man, I just wish he would have taken 13 and continue to see that because then i wouldn't feel as bad if he's wearing 13 elsewhere i wouldn't feel as bad yeah but, it's, but, but it feels like 13 is different it's such a, like a different period of his career it feels right. so much more removed like 13 is cam on the jackets i don't know i very much want to see his jersey eventually retired i think that'd be great i think he's earned it um but once again i feel like that option is now off the table you're not just going to give up the jersey number right because it's going to get retired at this point because Kent Johnson could once again come and be an impact guy. Like all of a sudden, maybe he gets it retired. It just could be an awkward thing. Right. Man, I'm excited to see the future here. Uh, 114 players have made their NHL debut in a Columbus Blue Jackets sweater. Tomorrow night, when you hear this tonight, hopefully we will see two more. Thank you all for listening. This has been episode 
17? Yep. 17 yep. of Round the Rink. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.